Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go. Welcome, everybody, to episode 114 of the Greenlight Podcast, POC, E-Frage. Football's here, man. It's September 7th. Uh, Football's here, which means basketball's almost here. Yeah, exactly. Football's here, which means basketball's almost here. Uh, First weekend coming up of the NFL. Not super confident in my Patriots. Bit worried about that offense. Also a bit worried about Bill Belichick not naming an offensive coordinator. Here we are. A bit worried about the number one uh, wide receiver draft pick being on the IR. You know, just a bit worried. Just put, just put your focus on Duke. You just got another yeah. top 25 kid that you stole from Virginia that Virginia thought they had locked up in TJ Power. I mean, you know what? We need to do some research on how many times that's happened. It's not a lot, but it's a decent amount. What's so interesting, someone put out a tweet yesterday I read that was really interesting that said, this is the thing. If TJ Power commits, it was yesterday, it said T- tomorrow, TJ Power commits to Duke. It's just another day where Duke signs a five-star kid. It was like, if TJ Power commits to Virginia, it's a huge deal because they get a top 25 kid that over Duke, over North Carolina, all that. And so um, the the stance of that was a Virginia fan basically being like, yeah, this happens for Duke all the time, but Duke hasn't won like since basically since 15. And they're like, Duke gets these five-star kids. It's another run in the middle. Whereas like Virginia looks at that as like, it's a program changing potential kid. Which I, I don't, th- I'm not saying that to slight by any means, but it is, it, it truly, we've gotten like Duke has gotten to the point in recruiting wise and Shire is obviously a huge part of this, that it's like just almost expected that they get pretty much anyone they want. There was a, um, I believe Jamie Shaw, I f- he's down in North or South Carolina. He's been doing like recruiting yeah. coverage for a really long time. He, I think I retweeted it. He had a really, really good in-depth article of Duke versus Carolina on the mm-hmm. recruiting trail. And when they go head to head and, or whenever they just offer someone. So he had it broken down. Like if it was ever down to Duke Carolina, which is rare. It's like Harrison Barnes was like one of the last ones. Yeah. Um, or if both schools offered who got them, whatever Duke had the edge, um, not by like a crazy amount, but had the edge. Yeah. And uh, it was really cool. He did it year by year showed like, who went to, and then he had it broken down where like if Carolina got a kid and he visited Duke, if Duke got a kid and they visited both schools, what happened? Like, so it was, it was pretty cool, but to all bringing back to your point, there are a few schools that when they get involved and I mean, involved in, like when they want a kid, you know what I mean? You're not beating Calipari. Mm-hmm. You, yep. you know, we always say, K. you're not being Shire. Like there's, there's, there's five or 10. And honestly, I, I think Virginia's, close i'm not saying he's there yet like i don't think he's like if he walks in the building virginia's getting them but i also don't think virginia recruits all the kids that duke recruits no the thing that you would say i i honestly would almost count and i think a lot of virginia fans been frustrated over the years of um that the reason why they said that virginia's had this dip in the past couple years is because they did they struck out on the big ones they went for and ended up with the no offense to them, the Cody Statmans, the taking a Tomas Wall to Tensai, like guys like that. Whereas this is the first class Tony's hat, where it's all it's four top 100 kids um, that like we're all top 100 guys that are all like it's a it's the highest ranked class since Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome, DeAndre Hunter. And so I think there are guys that when they realize they fit that mold, they get to see him early. Now, this is a guy I think that they thought like he was under recruited until he went off and he, he had a game in UIBL session. He dropped like 43, 44 points. And then it was like Duke, UNC, all these guys offered. Like at the time, it, it was they thought it was between like Iowa, BC, Virginia. And yeah. those are the battles that Virginia does typically tend to win. Like that would that's one where if they get in early and it's other, I don't say mid-tier programs, there's very, 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 very few that you would like that when they're going up against blue bloods, they won. Like they lost the notable one that I think of it was Johnny Juzang was down in Kentucky and Virginia. Went to Kentucky, obviously before transferring to UCLA. Um, they were even they were even in the mix on Joel Embiid. 
Like Joel Embiid was on campus. Uh, ironic. Now I don't think they actually had a shot at this. Kyrie took a visit. Kyrie actually took a visit. Um, they had some guys. Um, and, and then even someone you get like, uh, you, then the, the other one, I would say that you, where you guys just have the allure is Henry Coleman's a perfect example. Now I know yeah, he transferred yeah. from Duke. Henry Coleman's like his dad went to or Virginia tech, his mom went to UVA from Richmond, all that. And then as soon as Virginia signed, I forget who it was. And like, essentially had had used up their scholarships duke swooped in offer changed everything it was just the allure and i think it's kind of the same as this the power kit duke as much as i hate it and you love it i hate the brotherhoods up but it, it they they lean into that as heavily as anyone they have probably as good of a marketing or program like building i don't even know what the content everything around surrounding it that really makes it just a machine that feeds into it um and, and yeah, I, I don't blame them. The one person I think that's interesting, you bring that up about Duke UNC, that I think a lot of people early on, I remember having a lot of, oh, like Duke, like Crystal Ball is thinking it was Duke. We only had eight, 10 schools that really didn't even consider it was Cole Anthony. Yeah, no. Cole Anthony wasn't on Duke's radar at all. Or like early, he was in there like yeah. final 10 or whatever. But then when he cut his list like eight, I think he didn't even make the eight. But early on, they're like, oh, this is going to be the next like Duke point guard because he's a top 10 kid. Yeah. Kind of look at it and he was like, nah, like it, and, and ended up, that was kind of a surprise UNC player, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, he had to, he had to lose the Trey Jones a couple of times, uh, you know, never beat Duke Cole Anthony. Yeah. That's so we're good. One of the toughest games I've ever seen that we're, oh we're good. Um, all right, let's, let's, this is going to be like a mailbag kind of episode edition, uh, episode 114. Yeah. Free flowing, a lot of rants. Um, let's start with, athlete empowerment uh which at this point you know no one is really against everyone has been trying whether it's college and nil or free agency and the nba um everyone's been on board with that i think we've missed the mark a little bit in terms of free agency specifically the nba i'm not talking about any other leagues um you know what durant did in the last I mean, this is, you know, old news now since he decided to come back. But, like, I don't think the purpose of renegotiating the collective bargaining agreement with the NBA and the Players Association was so that the top 10 players in the league could not only choose who they want on their team. Like, let's not make any mistake about it. Like, LeBron chooses who he wants on the team. They have a general manager, but he's more like a co-general manager. Um, you know, same there's, there's, there's maybe 10, you know, like Giannis, if Giannis wants somebody, he's going to walk upstairs or wherever that is and say, Hey, let's go get this guy. And they're going to do everything they can to go get him. Same with LeBron and Durant and all that stuff, which I think, you know, fine. I don't think that's relatively like new. I just don't think they had the ability to do it. Like they did. Like if Jordan was like, Hey, let's go get this guy. I, I just don't think like it existed back then to be like, all right, yeah, let's clear some cap space and trade some picks. And like, I don't know. So I don't think the point of where we are at currently in the NBA was so that a star player could essentially hold an organization hostage to say, hey, you remember that? Remember last year when I said, as Kevin Durant, I want Steve Nash? We don't want him anymore. Like, we don't want this GM. Like, I don't want this player that I told you that I wanted. Like, trade him. And also, I want out too. It's like... (laughs) This is not the, the this is not the purpose. Like everyone's yeah. for having a, a voice in the situation and, and being able to try and influence the situation, but to essentially be like, I handpicked all these people, and then a year later it didn't work out, and say, nah, you guys made the mistake. Like that's bullshit. Yeah, and for me, what the tipping point is with this Durant situation, and I'm glad we didn't get if Kevin Durant had been traded. I would have been even more worrisome and worrisome about where we're going. The difference in Anthony Davis, the difference in um, even James Harden guys that forced their way out is they had only a year or a year and a half left on their deal. And so they had leverage of saying, yeah, if you don't move me or if you don't do this, I'm not going to resign there. And so teams like new Orleans, especially like new Orleans, I mean, we've seen it. They had to completely restart. Like they, they, they're, and they're like, you know what? We can't afford to lose this person and get nothing for it. It's the reason why in baseball, when they have this, the, the setup of 
if a player, you can give a player a qualifying offer, which last was like $19 million. If they leave and don't accept that and go to another team, that team gives up a first round pick. The team that loses them gets it. So teams aren't completely gutted. If say like the Kansas city Royals, all their best players hit free agency at the same time, they don't get anyone. It at least helps them refill the system the same way. Basketball doesn't have that structure. So you look at it of, okay, new Orleans can't afford to lose Anthony Davis and get nothing in return. So they're let's get a bunch of assets for that. Whereas Kevin Durant had four years left on his deal. And so there's no leverage of like him saying, Hey, I'm not going to resign. It's like, no, you're under contract for four years. Now, Ben Simmons, like, and that's a weird situation. Like the fact that he sat out an entire year and some of it being mental health related, some of it being injury related, whatever it may be. It's very, very rare that we see even, even like in football, when these guys hold out, like Le'Veon Bell is the only player that I can really think of that truly, truly sat out. Yeah, And it didn't really, I mean, it worked out. He got some money, but at the end of the day, like, and I think that's a completely different sport because of you talk about the miles on the player, especially like running backs and guys like that than basketball. Yeah. But there's really, there's nowhere, like what was the ultimatum? Just that he's the, the ultimatum being that, Hey, I'm just going to sit here. I'm like, and sit out for four years or I'm going to no. sit out and just be mopey and be awful. And then it's like, but then your public reputation just takes such, such a hit. Like, if, if he had forced his way out with all with the team having all the leverage, I would have really been fearful for the rest of basketball. Um, but then the one thing I do want to bring up is, is kind of in a way is, is Donovan Mitchell and Donovan Mitchell could have been more vocal of like, Hey, I want to go to New York or, Hey, I don't want to like, now that you traded Rudy, I don't want to be here because I, he never said a word, never, nothing really came out of his camp. It was all Utah's rebuilding, pushing it. And in a way, and no, not, and maybe this is me sounding like a bitter Knicks fan, but like in a way he's almost worse off for it because now may uh, say saying that his preferred destination was New York and he didn't end up there. He ended up in Cleveland. No offense, Cleveland people, Cleveland has a better team and a better, and they're probably, they're going to be better than the Knicks will for the next three, four years. The problem, but if he really wanted to go to New York, he probably could have gotten more vocal and maybe could have forced a little bit and, and changed the narrative. But because he just kind of sat back, maybe, I mean, I don't know, who knows, maybe it is a better situation for him, but he didn't really control risk. So there's a weird line of being way too aggressive and like, hey, and like not having leverage and trying to force your way. And then other guys that are sitting back and then maybe you don't end up where, where you want to be. And that's, I think we need to fall somewhere in between there. I think what's insane about the Durant just like overall storyline now is that, okay, he, he starts his career, I mean, Seattle, but like he starts his career in OKC. Um, you know, has a bunch of like solid playoff runs, you know, never, never gets to the finals. Right. They never, yeah, no, he lost. They did. He lost to LeBron and Ah, uh, LeBron's first year. Yeah. Lost in five games with Westbrook and Harden and Ibaka. And then like shortly after that, then they got rid of Harden. So it kind of, yeah, because they couldn't keep all four. Yeah. Um, so, you know, has success, but certainly, you know, he wants to be winning, you know, ends up going to golden state. Like, could you imagine if he just stayed? Like, I think he would have won if he had stayed in Oklahoma City. If they put the right, eventually, if they were put sure, the right, sure, sure, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. But like, he he makes the decision, you know, to go to a winner, right? Like one of the best teams yeah. in the NBA. So now, if that's your storyline, I think like the only way to outlast or outlive that storyline is to win like five, because then it's like. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I went to the best team, but we didn't just, we didn't win one, you know, like, and I know, you know, they won two, but like, like, you know, rattle off championships. And then eventually it's just become like, yeah, no, like Kevin Durant's like a top five all time. There's nothing you can say. And so he doesn't do that. So he, you know, how there's a million reasons why he leaves Draymond, whatever they didn't get along. And then he decides, all right, I'm going to go out on my own again. And then a year later, he's like, I'm out. Like, like, what are we going to remember this dude for besides everyone? But one thing I'll say, it, it, I guess, so he's technically been there three years. He didn't play the first one. Yeah, but yeah, that's actually the crazy, that's the crazy thing. I mean, the only thing I will say, and I don't want to be like a, a mouthpiece for the organization, but like he tore his Achilles and they paid him the full like max deal, that whole, and, and everyone would have to get him. You were going to have to do that. But yeah. like you got paid that full amount to just sit there and rehab, like, they could have structured and and I get everyone there was competition as thing, but and then obviously the, fir- the first year he plays, 
Kyrie, they, Kyrie gets hurt. Harden is and like they, he almost wills them past Milwaukee to get to the finals. And then last year was just the absolute biggest mess of all time. I mean, I do think I, I'm someone that I have turned. I used to dislike Kevin Durant a lot. I've actually turned to 180, and I love him because I actually I like that he's kind of leaned into like I don't care. I'll be on Twitter and I'll I'll do this. I didn't agree with this decision because you're signing a contract like the, the organization, like they gave it all oh, this by trade me out of the blue. Like, well, you, it seems like you just kind of out of the blue decided to give up on the organization. So I, I think it's a two way street in a way. Um, but you're right. It leg. I, I hate that everything has turned into a legacy conversation. Um, I don't know. Like, let's say he had been traded to, let's say Phoenix and Phoenix wins. Does that That's what I'm saying? Like, I think that it- much more like, at that point, it's like, dude, you're you're just like the the hopper. Like, I think if he left, it would have really, really hurt his his overall reputation. I think him staying because essentially he's got three, four years left. You said yeah. three or four. He's got, um, four, he's got four full because it was a he had just signed last year a four year extension where he had a year like this past year was the last yeah on yeah. So, so he's got he, you know, this essentially you know ends his prime. I mean, he's 31. He he plays four more years in Brooklyn. And you would think that a 35, 36 year old, I think he's 30, 31. I With need to tough confirm injury, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I, you got to assume that a 35, 36 year old Kevin Durant is not doing what he does, you know, this year. Um, I think he'll still be gr- like a great all-star level player, but he's not going to be top yeah. three. Like I, I think he easily, no question is a top three player right now. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, like, I mean, it's just the last thing I just want to add on that is, I mean, for him, it's an interesting situation, too, just because, all right, you're going to give it a go. You're going to go back in. You're going to retool. You're going to try and do this. Now, Kyrie is up after this year. Like, Kyrie can leave. Kyrie can go, whatever it may be. I think – Kevin Durant's 33, by the way, so it's over. I mean, four years from now. Yeah, I mean, it it will be tough, and I think the way he does score, like, he'll be able to get – like, Melo still is getting buckets now. Like, he can get you – he'll be able to play – like, in a – Is he going to get you 30 a night? He's not going to get you 30 a night, but he'll be an effective player for his entire career, in my opinion. Yeah. I do think the one thing that's so interesting in this, and almost by force, and I don't know if we've ever gotten this point, if – and I want to pose this question to you. If – Giannis never wins another championship. If Durant doesn't win another championship, what are, are those like, are we really, are we going to be because Giannis won in Milwaukee saying that, Hey, he had a better career. Or if you look and now it's a legacy, younger, it's a lot to play, but it's, it's a legacy versus would, talent. Yeah. There's a lot to be told there, but it is, it, it's going to tremendous, whatever happens with Giannis, like, because he did win in Milwaukee will tremendously help his legacy because you have so many people that are anti-hop and, and, and I have no problem. Like I had no problem with LeBron going to Miami. I loved LeBron going to Miami. He had, he was a free agent. He had that right. They built the team, whatever. There's a difference I think in that. And then what some of the people are trying to do of just completely forcing their way out. And I'm glad that we had, we didn't hit the complete pitfall, which would have been like guys forcing their way out with four years left on a deal. Yeah. Which would be wild. Um, all right, let's switch gears to the University of Kentucky. Uh, Calipari and Stoops uh, got I, – I, and what's funny is I don't know why or how the question was asked. Like, I, I didn't hear the question to Cal, but essentially Calipari comes out and says, hey, look, Kentucky's a basketball school, which, for the love of God, I would, I would actually pay for someone to argue the other side. I don't even think Stephen A. could. I don't even think Skip Bayless could like, like, and they're paid to do it millions and millions of dollars to just argue for no reason. Like, what are we talking about? Right. So obviously everyone's in agreement. Kentucky's a basketball school. Stoops came out. He didn't really say they're a football school. So it wasn't necessarily like basketball versus football. He was more upset that Calipari came out and started mentioning, you know, Alabama, Auburn. And he said like, yeah, those are football schools. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Stoops comes out and then says, like, you know, this program wasn't born on third base, just like the Harbaugh thing with Ryan Day at Ohio State a couple of years ago. Um, I, it's, it's weird. I, that my takeaway was why in God's name is, you know, some would argue the premier program in the country, the head coach, talking, like arguing in public via interview with the football coach. Like, what are we doing? 
Like yeah. what, what I, it's just the weirdest thing for an, uh, late August, early September talking point. Like, what are you guys doing? And the hardest thing too, is that it'd be one thing if this was them coming off like a really successful season or like a final four or a national championship or anything like that. Like, yeah, they just lost to St. Peter's in the first round. Like, and so you already have this friction of a lot of fans that are unhappy with like the state of UK basketball, um, yeah. in certain realms, because if you don't go to a final four, every, honestly, by three, four years, I think they're, they're going to be unhappy. Yeah. And I think to be honest, like from the outside of you, I'm not as plugged in on UK football, but like they've been to a bunch of bowl games. They, I think they've overachieved almost in some sort. The only argument you can make, and I think that Stoops could make in a way is because, and he tried to, he's like, I thought we played in the SEC. He's like, the SEC is a football conference as good as it is in basketball. No the doubt. SEC is no a football doubt. conference and they're part of it. So you could, that's, that's the only, and that, and they make more money off of football as good as basketball is. They still make more money off of football for that athletic department than, than basketball does as it's probably closer than most other schools are, but they do bring in more money just because of the size of the stadium, because of all everything that goes into it. And so it is, that's the only, I'm going to say you counter, you're going to say is you're in a conference, but at the same time, like, you don't see any other school. Like, I think most schools know their role. There's some okay. schools that I think don't. Yes. Which is going to lead us to where it's, and I think there's some schools that want to be a certain type. I want to be a football school. You're really not. I want to be a basketball school. You're really not. Some is not like my choice. It's just, you haven't had success in that sport recently and you have in others. And it's interesting to kind of like look down the line even in the SEC, like, I'm curious before we get into like, who we think are basketball and football, would you consider anyone else in the SEC a basketball school besides Kentucky? Uh, Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee's my one. They're on my list. Like, be, by success, like recent success. Yeah. Like, in- I, I, I would say it's even if you went all time now, because when you go like 80s, 90s, like, yeah, Tennessee football is really good. Um, didn't Peyton Manning go there? Or am I crazy? Yeah, Peyton Manning went there. Yeah, yeah okay, Peyton Manning. But they've sucked there. pretty much ever. They've yeah, yeah they, so like, they, have, they yeah. get high expectations, and, I mean, and they've, listen, had, they've been way more consistent in basketball. It's not yeah, even close. and if we're if we're lumping basketball in to include all basketball, then then oh. women's basketball definitely oh, yeah. pushes it over the edge. Oh yeah, no, that's like, a good point. That's a really it, good point. I didn't even think it of pushes it over the edge, and it, then then to me, it's not close. If you're comparing men's basketball and football, it's close. You throw women's basketball in there, then I think they got it. All right, I got some hot takes. I got some hot takes here. I love it. Um, and I've got I've got one, and I think we're probably on the same page about one. I've got about six schools, maybe seven, that are yeah. football schools that I think are really basketball schools. Yes. Um, I, I got I don't a couple. Have as many of schools that think they're basketball that really are more football because it's harder to be that. But I also have one school I want to touch on very last. It's a basketball thinks they're a basketball school, but they're really like a baseball school. Mm, all right. Um, all right. I got some hot ones. I think my, I'll go with the easiest one actually, uh, Wisconsin. I have Wisconsin. Nice. I have Wisconsin right. as well. I think that's Wisconsin's like, Wisconsin's been successful in football. They win nine, 10 games. They're but boring. They're never, like, football. like are but, they in the college football playoff or they win in national championships? Are they competing with Ohio state? Like, no, they haven't made. And I know that playoffs new, like they've had in the last 10 years, they've had two final fours. Um, a national championship game appearance. Yep. Football's never made football hasn't made the playoff. No. I think they're more consistent. Like they're both very, they're very similar, very consistent. Yeah. But like I think objectively, and and I think we're it's a, a basketball school. Here, you could easily say it's a basketball school as well. All right. Let's stay in the Big Ten. I think we're both going to agree on this. Michigan. Bang. Yes. Yeah. That's all that's all I want to talk about. Like, <laughs> And it's not a not like congratulations, Michigan. You beat Ohio State last year. Jim Harbaugh yeah, after 12 years. Michigan basketball are, is a top 10, 15 program of the last decade. They're like hands down. Very good. Yeah. Beeline Multiple, crushed it. They, final four with Beeline in third national championship appearance in 13. Mm-hmm. National championship appearance in what would that be? Eight, 18 in San Antonio. Yeah. With when they lost to Villanova. There. So yep. Two national championship appearances. They've got multiple Big Ten titles, which that's I mean, football can't say. Tons of NBA players. They were great NBA players, brand recognition. Like, and you've got you still have his basketball history with like the Fab Five and stuff too. And that's also, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait like, a minute, wait a minute. This should this we how did we not think about this? The football team wears Michael Jordan gear. All right, you're wearing you're wearing a true. basketball brand. So that I don't want to hear anything about it. 
Like that you're a basketball school. It's my biggest one. And like, I, and I think the alumni don't want to admit it. I think some probably no. will, but no. like some very, very few would very, <laughs> would very, never. very few. I don't think we very, would get one few. alumni. Zero. Very, very few. But I mean, I don't see what's so wrong about Michigan being a basketball school. I really don't. I don't. That's no, dude. That that listen, <laughs> the pride swallowing that would have to happen. They would never. They would never admit it. In the same realm, I will say like Ohio State. I don't think gets as much credit as they should for their basketball program because it's dwarfed by football. Agreed. Like, Ohio Agreed State is a great football or great basketball program. And I don't mind. Agreed. I actually don't mind Ohio State basketball at all. I hate Ohio State football, yep. but like they they don't get like I think as much credit because everyone just seems to just care about football. Yeah. Whereas it's, it's kind of the same in Michigan, but it's like you should pay even more attention to your basketball program. All right. I hear, I'm going to rattle off a couple hot takes here. Who you got? Oregon. That one came to mind for me. Like, I think that one came to mind for me. After Chip Kelly left, man, they haven't been the same. And they've been a consistent, strong team in the Pac 12. All right. So there's, I, I, I don't so mind much, it. I don't not mind too much it. argument from you. I Here's, don't mind it at all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm just gonna get a little hotter with all my takes. Yeah, we, we, there, we're, we're gonna get the temperature up. Texas. Yeah. So, I wanted to put Texas on my list. Shaka kind of hurt that a little bit because yeah. Shaka like had teams that like I, I thought they could get there and get there. like. Texas but I'm just thinking like step back, but and, and I think objectively over the last ten years, basketball still has been better than football. Um. Was, was but, Vince, was, am I just so off? Was Vince Young in school in the same time frame as Durant? Like within uh, like five years? Yeah, within five years, yes. Right, because they won. Is that the last time they won? When um, did, I can't yeah, even, no, was, when was the last yeah. time Texas won a football? Uh, was that 03? Yeah, I was going to say 06. Yeah, it would have been Vince Young was, because Vince Young's, uh, yeah, Vince Young's 39. Um, they, yeah, he was, uh, Texas till 2005 is when they won. So 05. All right. And then Durant was, uh, he, was a freshman he was at in Texas 06. from 02 to 05. And then, yeah. And then Kevin Durant was there. Yeah. All right. So that little time frame, I mean, Texas was. Dude. And even fire. when they were, and even then they had remember TJ Ford, LaMarcus Aldridge. Like oh, they yeah. had, oh, I mean, they had good, good. Yeah. Good this, this one, I, I think I would even need to convince myself. It's, it's a toss up. I mean, it's, it's definitely a hot take to say Texas is a basketball school, but. I will say, I think uh, Arch Manning might put an end to any of that conversation here, yeah. um, here soon, but it, it's might. like Rick Barnes is a great coach. Like look, look how many, or not, or, sorry, Rick Barnes, great coach. Shaka had an opportunity, I think squandered it a little bit. Um, now with Chris Beard, great coach. Look how many like got flipped have flipped through Texas football. Like a lot yeah. of guys have flipped through yeah. Texas football. And I think Texas basketball at least has remained consistent. They haven't completely like the wheels haven't completely fallen off at any point like yep. they have at times with, with football. But I, I, I like that. All right. My last two. Yep. Florida state. So that was my hottest one. <laughs> if I said Florida state asterisk, if you cut it off after their national championship, win, because they did win in like, they won it in 15. So it's 15, hard, right? Yes. No, I know. um, no, it was Jameis in Jameis. um wasn't it? But that would have been that wouldn't have been 15, it would have been 12, right? Uh no, wow. they won in yeah, 2000 and is that 14? 14, yeah. whatever it was, um, right there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, college uh, he went 14. Um oh no, they lost um I think it's 15. they lost his they won in 13, lost it in 14. Okay. So, so if you I was thinking it was 12 for some reason, but They've stunk after that. That's what I'm saying. So if we're talking about consistency, and right? Lenny basketball Hamilton program has been rolling. Basketball program has been consistent for 20 years. Uh, football's been and, up and down. And basketball since they won in 13, I would honestly, I it would be hard for me to believe if they finished. I don't. I would be very surprised if they ever finished in the bottom half of the ACC from 2013 to 2022. Now. I don't, yeah. th I think probably top four, most of those years. Yeah. I would. I would Whereas football has absolutely been, yeah, they football lost their, they were the cream of the crop in the ACC top of the totem pole. Clemson came and snatched it from them. Yeah. Um, all right. My hottest, my hottest take. 
Notre Dame. Oh my gosh, that's scorching. You went to a different level. I went to a different level. You different, ready for this? Different you ready level. for this stat that I heard? Since 1996, Notre Dame has won six bowl games. Do you want to know who else has won six bowl games? Rutgers. Rutgers. Do you want to know how many bowl, ga- bowl games Marshall University has won? 12. Oh, wow. Dude, the Bobbies have actually gotten probably like three or four in that time. Yeah. So it's a different round. But listen, yeah. again, this is they. Uh, this is a. It's a hot take, right? I'm not even like convinced, but yeah. but they they present themselves as a top five college football program. Yeah. To me, you know, we need to qualify what that means because up until Brian Kelly, they definitely were not. I mean, and it took him a couple years, right? And yeah. then, you know, they, he, he got them back to where they are now, and they're back in the conversation. But, like, it, I think basketball hurts me because, like, really Mike Bray's, like, only ever gotten to an Elite Eight, like, once, I think. Sweet yeah. 16's a ton. But, like, you want to talk about just steady Eddie. Like, you know what you're getting from your men's basketball program. He's going to win 20 games a year. They're going to be like 500 or slightly above in the ACC. They're going to get yeah. one upset. Notre Dame's going to beat Carolina or Duke or like a Louisville once a year. Uh, you know, sometimes they go on a deep run. Other times they lose in the They have an ACC like, tournament record. They have an ACC tournament win in, under their belt, which a lot of teams don't have, like in so, the ACC. Like Louisville doesn't have – Louisville's premier basketball program. Louisville doesn't have an ACC tournament championship. I think. I think if you – like during that time since 96, I mean, Alabama's got like seven national championships, right? I mean, like, so I think if you're going to say we are a football school, I mean, you got to have a championship, right? <laughs> We're going to go in the realm of like the same as the, the people that, that tweak the Michigan fans of like, oh, all your championships were in like the 1930s, 1940s. They don't actually mean anything, whatever. Yes. I look at that for, I do like it is there, Notre Dame football is not even close to what it was in obviously 80s, 90s um it's fallen off tremendously i i think that the only thing the only yeah no i the only thing i will say is different is that they and they still do this their their football team they're still all marquee games when they play anybody like ohio when them playing ohio state because they don't belong to a conference they can pick and choose whoever they play whatever each year um it may, they make the football games become like marquee games and they can, when they play a top team, it's obviously, as we saw Saturday, it's like absolutely massive game. Um, all of those, I was aligned with you. The one I would, I think Baylor oh. confirmed basketball school. I don't think they want to be a basketball school. I think, I think because they're in Texas, they had RG three. Yeah. That, yeah. They're a basketball school. Baylor's a good one. Baylor in my mind has flipped the script. If you had asked in 2010, are you a football? Yeah, it's football school. It's RG3. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, they're running gun. And then they've had a lot of program issues with football. And then basketball has just taken over. So I think that, and then same with Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech desperately wants to be a football school. And I think they're a basketball school now. I think Chris Beard turned them into a basketball school. Texas Tech, even when Cliff Kingsbury was there, like they were obviously they were great with Mike Leach and they had Graham Harrell, Michael Crabtree, and they were one of the first who were running these crazy up tempo offenses and they would score a ton of points. But they've never had, I in recent in my mind, in the last 10, 15 years, they've not had close to the amount of success in football as they had with uh, as they have with basketball. And they've been super even after we've seen this past year after Chris Beard left, they were still really, really good basketball, a really good basketball program. Um, my hottest take, well, there's two of these, I guess that, um, I'll start with one Purdue. Now Purdue is in a no. basketball state. Yeah, no, Purdue's debt. Purdue's football is like atrocious. Do they, know, do you think they think they're a football school? I think that they be being in the big 10 almost want to be a football school because it's oh, like hard yeah. nose, right? but they want to, but they are hundred. I think they're basketball. 100%. I think they're definitely basketball. Basketball. Even though as they want, as we're looking at that they they wish they were, they think of themselves, oh, we can be a football, but no, you're a basketball school. And then this is probably my hottest one, but is, is West Virginia. No, I don't think that's hot at all. If you look, I mean, they were a real, like under Rich Rodriguez, I mean, you had Geno, even before Geno Smith, you have like Pat White, Steve Slayton, 
shot Pat McAfee. Um, you had like guys like, like they were strong football program and they're still good, but you, you're not actually ever considering West Virginia to be in play for a national championship over the last like 10 years. Like they're a good program. They're going to win eight, nine games, maybe even 10. Um, and especially in the big 12, but like West Virginia basketball, like multiple final fours hugs has just been like, this is my, I think this is exactly the way is Dana there was Dana Holgerson, their head coach left for Houston and like hugs isn't leaving WVU for now, which the last thing I want to end with, I think basketball schools, they consider themselves basketball schools. They're really football schools, Cincinnati or football school. Now Xavier is the best. Like in my opinion, I, I think that Cincinnati. See, I didn't think about that. I got to, I got to put together a list. of. That's now. the, I only had, there's, it was hard to think of that. Stanford was the only other one I, I thought. I'm like Stanford. Stanford. I don't know. I know. I, I'm torn on Stanford. Stanford's a weird one. Um, but Cincinnati, the only reason, because they were so good with Huggins and they've had good, and they, trust me, I mean, even the Pat with Mick, they were, they were good. As soon as Mick left, they, they weren't. The thing that hurts, I think I'm looking, this is probably more of a five-year window. As soon as Mick left and Brandon took over, and now I think Wes Miller is going to do a great job. I think that Xavier has almost taken more of the basketball shine in the city of Cincinnati away from the, because they are just basketball, that then Cincinnati can latch, oh, we have a really good football program too. I mean, they made the playoff last year. They're a strong program. And you have, you've got, a, it's a, a, a town with a pro football team that people are kind of adopting to that. And then the very final one I want to end on, school that probably thinks they're the basketball school of all basketball schools their football they actually probably think they're probably the football school also they're the school that i've quickly learned is one of the more egregious self-valuations of a school fan base and you know what i can't label it football i can't label it basketball i'm just going to label it baseball it's north carolina state I, uh, okay okay um i don't know NC what state I would say basketball. They they are, but I mean, because you want to look at the records. If we're, look, look if we're, the, if we're again, this this is coming down to is it men's and women's basketball? Because that gets the let that gets the push. Yeah, well, no, women have been way better. My I think my thing is they held in living down here. They hold themselves to some standard, like they are UNC or Duke, but they have the results of Wake Forest, Georgia Tech. Wake Forest, yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah. It's they, they hang on crazy. to their history, they and I get it. History. Like they create Everett Case created the ACC tournament. I get Jim Valvano. I get like all the history and stuff behind it. They should be a lot better than they have been. Um, and and but and they baseball they've got the big dude with the mullet and um, there you they've, go. Been, they've been good. But the last I'll leave it on football. And the reason why I say it's not a football school, you guys, they've. Re- they retired, and I think it's one of the more embarrassing things is not talked about in sports. And maybe this is a hot take by me. NC State retired Russell Wilson's number after Russell Wilson left NC State to go to Wisconsin, where he had yeah. more success. Russell Wilson, if you look at Russell Wilson's numbers, Mr. Unlimited. I, I could not have – if you told me that – first of all, I didn't even know he transferred. Yeah. So he played, he went to NC State from 07 to 10 and then left because the football coach didn't want him playing baseball as well. And there's a whole big story of that. But if you look at his college career, I mean, he redshirted in 07. In 08, he split time with another quarterback and basically they went four and three. And then in 08, he like, they won a bowl game where he threw for 186 yards um, and a touchdown. Now, 09, he was preseason all ACC. But like, if you look at his, he was he was ac rookie of the year in 08 where he split time there's no one else that's what he was first team all acc in 08 second team in 10 and he was first team all big 10 in 11 like he was better in one year at wisconsin than he was in the three at nc state but they retired as number 16 that's how little i know about college football it's great i walked out you walked out and it's just yeah i mean his his last year they went nine and four they beat west virginia in the champ sports bowl um, he averaged 274 yards a game. He was second team all ACC. And, but that's good enough to get your number retired. And then I, I just think it's spit in I the just face don't think he left can, for Wisconsin. Yeah. You can't retire a dude's number who left your school. I mean, that's just, that's bizarre. Guys, I think, I think Duke should retire Rashid Suleiman's number. Oh God. That's Unreal. maybe, uh, who's another, like Derek, uh, was it Derek Thornton that went to USC and then like yeah, yeah. all those guys. Like, 
Um, all right, let's go back to Notre Dame. Uh, we collectively, as a humanity, owe Manti Teo an apology. Um, if you haven't watched it, go watch the documentary. You, yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go watch it. I think you know. There's a million takeaways. My my one takeaway is you know Deadspin. It has and pretty much always will be a pretty trash website. Um, they serve their purpose, but. The fact that those two dudes at Deadspin are even attempted on that documentary to paint themselves in a decent light. And if you haven't watched it, what they say is that we were writing an article about Big J sports journalists not covering their tracks. ESPN. Yeah, they were trying to go after ESPN for basically like, yeah. Like, hey, Not guys, like, due diligence. like we found out this story that all of you have ran like ESPN, Fox Sports, CBS, NBC, everybody, all the big players. You guys have been running a story that's not true. And we wanted to expose that is hysterical at best. And it's just lying at worst. Right. Like they're just lying. Like that's not what you now. If that was the intent in the beginning, that's fine to say. But you guys wrote a story. And the title was Manti Teo's girlfriend is a hoax. Yeah. Which again, so that's not what the story was about at all in terms of your intent. And the article should have been titled Manti Teo victim of, and we didn't, catfish wasn't even in the ether yet. It wasn't even part of the zeitgeist. We didn't even know what the hell that meant. It should have said Manti Teo victim of, of extensive fraud campaign to, yeah. you know, whatever the hell we're or even on. even if you want to paint him in a bad life, like Manti Teo duped by fake girl, Dude. like yes. some like the way they made Hoax it seem is was not that- the like it, the way that they worded it basic. And then, of course, what happens? All of media starts saying, is he in on it because of the way that you guys presented the story? Now, I you will forget like you have to watch a documentary. Everyone has to watch it because you forget so many details like. You, yeah. you forget that Notre Dame knew you forget their, their statement when yeah. they came out, like there's so many different things and it ruined him. Like the no, dude, really he, he played in the NFL for a while. He actually may still be on a team. No, he's a free agent, but he played, he was like four years at the chargers, like three or four years with the saints, but saints. like, yeah, not like he was supposed to be, you know, one of he was the he, number one linebacker recruit in the country coming out of high school. He was when he was a Heisman candidate his senior year yeah. um, with all this going on. I mean, as a linebacker, which you don't see defensive players even make it to New York City for that. Yep, um, yep. And not saying like that he would have 100 percent translated no matter what, but like it, no, he would have been can better. See how much of a significant toll it took on him and how, what he had to deal with that wasn't fair to him. Yep. Which I like the only, and I try to kind of the only thing that, and watching this, I was like, how do you call someone your girlfriend? How do you say I love them when you've never seen them? Yeah, and they did a good job painting it. Which I still, that's I will hold on to that that where he needs some fault or anything like that. He was so wrapped up in football and just so focused on football that like his relate. Yeah, he did have a good, but like she just fed into, uh, Renaya just kind of fed into his football of like giving him advice and like pumping him up that it was so secondary, but then also tied into his football that he cared pretty much 99.9% of all of his care was just about his football career about that. It worked out like it is. I, and like, I mean, yeah, to your point, like he's naive. It's weird. Uh, It's strange. I I almost put even more blame on like his friends around him for not just being like being like, yo, you got to meet this girl. Hey, like it is like it is weird that she hasn't like this because but then also they they didn't want to like upset him. I think they never expected to be this or get to this length. But I going back to what your point about Deadspin, I do think, yeah, they they caused so much because I remember just being like, oh, he made this up to get sympathy and make this big grand story. And which wasn't the case. He was duped by this Renaya that really he had no like, yeah, there was nothing about it. He got duped, everything there. And then it turned into a whole like another story of its own. And it kept going on. And the thing that, too, is I think that Deadspin also is a fault, not just for the title and why they made it and them and. I, I think them trying to take the road of, hey, we weren't trying to hurt him. We were trying to expose – you could have done it in a better way and still expose the SPN. Yep. But, B, they gave him, like, an hour to comment. Like, if you're serious – and they're like, oh, we didn't want to lose the story. We didn't want – like, yeah, we didn't yeah, want yeah. Notre Dame to get ahead of it. Okay, like, well, then – but e- either way, like, 
they 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 could care less. They and that was my biggest takeaway of a deadspin. They could care less about what happened to an actual human being and how yeah. their life was changed because all all they want to do is take down a company. And that was like the biggest messed up thing in my head. It was like they want to and it was like take down a company, but they they yeah. want to take down close them a bit. They want to take down a company no matter whose livelihood it affects. Like, yep. Yeah, not caring about something. the ramifications at all. Um, but I thought the documentary was really well done. Um, man, yeah, we we just owe that dude an apology. I think, I, I mean, could it have happened to someone? This is going to sound weird, but could it have happened to someone like better equipped? To, I mean, the guy is like super faithful. He's got a really strong family. Like he, like he weathered the storm, I think better than anyone. I mean, th- I'm talking like, I mean, this could get really dark for some people, right? Like we're oh, talking definitely. like people like suicide, like the guy, Ooh, yeah. I mean, he was talking about stories when this came out and like, he would walk into rooms and like, no one would look at him. Yeah. I mean, from, from the top at of the like, combine, when he, yeah. like, you know, he, he would literally walk into a room and people would lose their mind autographs and yeah. like, dude, I want to yep. take photos. Like, yeah, like yeah it's brutal. So anyway, um, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to send some tweets out about our, uh, about our football basketball schools. We'll see, we'll see what people say. What else? Anything else we gotta talk about? You wanna mm. talk about? Um I think that's pretty good. No, I think um the Auburn AD oh, Bronny, Bronny James. I oh, yeah, yeah. So la- yeah, last two stories. I guess unofficial visit to Ohio State. I mean, it um, makes Dakota. sense that he goes to Ohio State, right? They're saying that the other one, I like I can see USC. I can see like staying in LA, I can see Oregon. They're saying is making a strong play. Um, the weird one that's on there, I didn't realize that Penny has another son that apparently is going to Sierra Canyon with him, and so Penny's making a big play at Memphis. I don't really see that, but I mean, if he's going to go anywhere, I'd probably almost rather it be Ohio State. To be honest, LeBron's got a locker in Ohio State's locker room. Yeah, you could just like, take your dad's locker. You don't even need your own. Like you've got, and so and I think and Ohio I would, State makes sense for him. I, mean, I would rather, for selfish reasons, I'd rather him be in the Eastern time zones where we can watch more uh, games. But, um, yeah. but no, it'll be interesting. I think it's the only thing I kind of felt almost a little bit bad for is that, like, you guys saw, like, Maverick Carter, Rich Paul, like, they're all there on the sideline. Like, Brian is and like, I get you're, you're Bronny James. You're never going to have a normal, like, recruitment, a normal child, anything like that. But it was almost like LeBron, like, I was just, yeah, he, LeBron brought all of his friends along there too for, for all of it. And yep. um, it, it was kind of odd, but it, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where, where they go. Whichever, I tell you what, man, we talk about parents all the time. That's a, that's a scary parent to piss off. Can you imagine the text you'd be getting after games? It's a scary, scary parent. To and that's off. the thing who of those coaches, who's like best equipped to handle that. I, Holtman and who, yeah, who's Holtman, like big enough say, to of those survive. four? We just named Penny, Penny Holtman, Andy Enfield, or and Dana. Dana. Uh, I think, and hmm. not Enfield, maybe Dana. And I don't know. Enfield, think- I think, Enfield, I think would be the worst because I think LeBron would just walk into his office the next yeah. day you know, yeah. and just be like, no, no, man, that, that's a whole decision that all the one, you know, one of those schools is going to have to deal with. Like, I mean, you're going to get a lot of pros, right? Like people are going to be covering you more and asking about them. And, you you know, maybe you increase some ticket sales. Who knows? But like, whew, some scary post-game calls. I was the only other thing I was thinking was like, is there anyone, but it's really not. It wouldn't, it would be like Bayheim, Jay Wright. I was like, is there anyone that has coached LeBron on Team USA that has yeah, a really great relationship with him that would, but like, they're not like, it, those guys are, they're is not it really was, it's basically in Jay Wright and, and Bayheim and, surprisingly Bayheim still coaching in a yeah, right business. You would think it'd be the opposite. Um, all right. Last thing, Auburn AD ups and decides to quit um, a week before the first college football game. A uh, lot of speculation around this, a lot of talk, uh, you know, essentially the met the, the messaging um, coming out of Auburn's camp is that they are just dysfunctional as an athletic department, as a school. Uh, and he had enough. Um, everyone now is, I'm blanking on the football coach's name, but everyone now is basically saying like, you know, unless this dude goes like 10 and 0 or 11 and one, he's pretty much been fired because, 
Alan, is it Alan Green? The Alan Green, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's very, very hiring. highly regarded. Like, yeah, very, dude. very highly. Regarded. I think my only comment on this is ADs leave all the time, right? That that's not surprising. That the timing's a little weird, but I think my one comment on this is I don't know if we've seen like the public reaction to him leaving of of any AD. No, and regardless mm-hmm. of the circumstance, like so many people came out and was like fuck Auburn. Like if you, yeah, if yeah. this dude can't make it here, then you guys are messed up. Like, and that was the message. And we're talking like former ADs, not even in the game anymore, all the way up to like Reese Davis, like, like yeah. the most, it was, it was crazy. The reaction. I mean, it, the only person it's crazy. I was actually looking like the only person, uh, like we talked Kevin white, the old Duke yeah. AD. Um, it was very close with him. And, and so, and Dan, well, Danny white, Congratulate. And then, and then Kevin White came out and I know they were, he was not trying. I know he was at Buffalo with Danny White, um, but he stepped down. He had five months left on his initial five-year deal. Um, he was making his five-year deal was worth 625,000 annually. Um, he brought the football coach in from Boise state. Obviously football has been really good. The only person I've seen um, like defend the university or not is Paul Feinbaum. Paul Feinbaum said he made a decision to buck the system, to buck the hierarchy. He paid for it like with his job, just like we all knew he would, which there's just such a difference of like, and I think whether it's loud SEC football, Twitter, Feinbaum people that take that road, everything else I've seen is universally like very happy for standing up for everything he did. And I mean, it really, I don't know. It, it, it's a weird, it's a weird situation because I mean they've been, and that's another one. I, I wasn't gonna get a hottest take. Like they've been better at basketball in the past few years than they've been at football. Um, but there's a lot of different factors that go into that, and I think there's a lot of politics that, that play into that down there as well. Yep. Um, all right, that wraps it up. Episode 114. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're almost there, man. We're almost to college basketball season. Maybe a month or so, we'll start cranking out some more content. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. We'll catch you on 115. Keep the ball bouncing. Lately, I've been feeling like this is what I've been working towards. If you ain't trying to be the boss and tell me what you're working for. Certain doors are closed, but now they opening up. Celebrating with some shots, maybe poke on a cup. Pulls, lust, rustles up next, and I got this. Crazy like Britney and the love so toxic. Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious. Taking 12 shots like where the cops is. Come on.